Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. And this is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing to the Gospel of Mark, 12th chapter. Jesus had just had an encounter with the Sadducees. Remember when he told them that you are mistaken, you are in error, because you do not know the Word or understand the Word, nor the power of God. Again, I think that is a strong synopsis of the state of affairs of the Western Church today, professing church, that not only do we not know the Word, as I think Matthew says it that way, but then Mark says you do not understand the Word. And too many are like these religionists. They know the Word. They can sit there and tell you about this and tell you about that and quote things and all this kind of stuff, but they don't understand that which they know. <clears throat> and then aside from all that, they totally do not know the power of God. Rare are the people that actually move within the power of God and all that entails. So we'll continue talking about that as we go through our various times together. But right now we're going to press on in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. Uh, we find out that a, a young man comes to Jesus, one of the scribes. Well, I say young. I'm assuming he's young. <laughs> Maybe not. One of the scribes comes to him. But let me read the uh, Matthew account. It gives a little more detail initially. Matthew 22:34 says this. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. So the Pharisees heard that Jesus had put down uh, the Sadducees. Now, Jesus had also done the same thing with the Pharisees and the Herodians. So the Sadducees had taken a shot at it. Now they get back together and say, okay, what are we going to do now? And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. So this is the parallel account about uh, what I'm about to read here in Mark. So it says in Mark, one of the scribes come to him. Well, now we know, yes, he was a scribe. We know that he's a lawyer. Okay, He's one who knows the law. And he's coming with a purpose. And the purpose is to test Jesus. Now listen to what Mark says. One of the scribes came and heard them arguing. And recognizing that he had answered them well, he asked him, What commandment is the foremost of all? So he asked Jesus, you know, what's the greatest commandment of the law? And he recognized that Jesus had responded well to the Sadducees. And so they come up with plan C now, right? Listen to what Jesus says in verse 29. Jesus answered them, the foremost, this is the foremost command is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's referred to as the great Shema, S-H-E-M-A, which is the Hebrew word for to hear. And you see it in Deuteronomy 4, okay? And Deuteronomy 4, Deuteronomy 5 is what Jesus is quoting. <clears throat> I mean, I'm reading it right now, and it's all in caps, <clears throat> which means it's right out of the Old Testament. So hear it again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So that is a declaration of what the greatest commandment of all. That's the answer to the scribe's question. But Jesus didn't stop there. Jesus continues talking. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. 
And the love your neighbor as yourself is out of the Old Testament, also out of Leviticus uh, 19, verse 18. So Jesus gave him the answer to the question, what is the foremost commandment? But then Jesus tied it in with the second commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said this, there is no other commandment greater than these. So he ties them together. What's the greatest commandment? You're to love the Lord your God. There is one Lord, one God, and you're to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And also you're to love your neighbor as yourself. You want to love the Most High God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, but then say you hate your neighbor? But John deals with that later. And I think First John, he says, if someone says they love God but hate their brother, they're a liar. And liars do not inherit the kingdom of God. John says that in Revelation also. So Jesus is tying this together, that this loving of uh, the Lord God, that he is the one, one Lord, and you're loving with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, it manifests itself in the way that you love your neighbor. And you're to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, the scribe said to Jesus, Right, teacher, you truly stated that he is one, and there's no one else beside him, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as himself is much more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And so this scribe, he knew the Word of God. Okay, He knew what Jesus was saying, so he quotes it back at him. But then he says this, that this is much more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And that, uh, that truth you see in the First Samuel, you see it in Hosea, you see it in Micah, okay? that loving the Lord and being faithful and obedient is far better than burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, that was uh, nearly was sacrilegious sounding to the religionist ear, but this was a religionist saying it, okay? He was acknowledging, yeah, that loving God and loving neighbor is much more and far greater than the burnt offerings and sacrifices, which we were to do, okay? He's acknowledging, yeah, the Lord has told us to do these offerings and sacrifices, but they pale in comparison to uh, the greatest commandment here. <coughs> so this guy was searching he was seeking to trip Jesus up. He was testing Jesus. But I believe there was a, a, some understanding here that something was going on with this man. Now listen to this last verse out of Mark 12, verse 34. When Jesus saw that he had answered intelligently, so how had he answered intelligently? Well, he asked Jesus an intelligent question, though the motivation might have been to trip him up, test him. Okay? But when he heard what Jesus said, he responded intelligently. He said, yeah, teacher, you're right. What you said is accurate. And then that he tied the man, the scribe, tied that in to the fact that, hey, the sacrifices are offerings now that we do is nothing compared to that. When Jesus saw that, when he heard that, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Then it says this, after that, no one would venture to ask him any more questions. And, and, and the religions, they couldn't ask him any more questions because of what happened. So what did Jesus mean that you are not far from the kingdom of God? Hmm? What do you think? Now remember, Jesus preached the kingdom of God. And quite often he said the kingdom is near. The kingdom is at hand. He tells this man, you are not far from the kingdom of God. He knew the truth, 
did he understand the truth? Did he understand that the very fulfillment of all the law was standing before him at that moment and that he was having a conversation with him? <laughs> did this man know this? <laughs> you are not far from the kingdom of God. What would be required for him to go from where he was there to be fully in the kingdom of God? It's one word. Yeah, you're right. He needed to believe. He needed to believe. Did he believe? We don't know. I suspect that he probably did. If not at that moment, then eventually. Because we know a great number of the priests believed after the resurrection. And so uh, he says, you're not far. He needed to believe. And he was being challenged with this. He knew what the law said. He's getting understanding about that. And he's seeing it. And he hears what Jesus says. And Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. All he had to do was believe. Same way with us, right? Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. Keep on believing. Or to coin a phrase, don't stop believing. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.